0: It is with great joy that I come to you today to share with you once again from the Word of God. And I trust that as I share with you and you spend a little time listening to what I will share with you today, that your hearts will be blessed and encouraged, especially if you are a child of God, that you would see the importance of the study and that it will help you in your Christian walk. Thank you so much for listening today and um, giving me the opportunity to share with you. Edwin Young wrote a beautiful song, and this song stays on my mind many times. It is entitled, Have I Done My Best for Jesus? The first stanza says, I wonder... Have I done my best for Jesus who died upon the cruel tree? To think of this great sacrifice at Calvary, I know my Lord expects the best from me. How many are the lost that I have lifted? How many are the chained I helped to free? I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus when He has done so much for me. The second stanza says, the hours that I've wasted are so many. The hours I've spent for Christ, so few. Because of all my lack of love for Jesus, I wonder if his heart is breaking too. How many are the loss that I have lifted? How many are the chain that I've helped to free? I wonder Have I done my best for Jesus when he has done so much for me? You know, as I think of those words, I often speak to myself and say, you really don't need to wonder if you did your best. You would know if you have done your best. So, you and I, daily, as children of God, we should determine and set out to do our best for the Lord. Some weeks ago, I was sharing with you doing your best for the Master. This morning, I want to start another little series with you. And I have entitled the series A Useless Life on Earth. A Christian with a useless life on earth. And I want to read Genesis chapter 12, the first five verses for you as we look at this portion of scripture in regards to being a Christian, a saved soul, but a useless life. In verse one of Genesis 12, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I'll bless them that bless thee, and bless him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the thee be blessed. So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gathered in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. Well, this is the beginning of a wonderful story, a story of Abraham and Lot. You, We look at this portion of scripture and we see God speaking to Abraham and telling him that he wants him to leave home and go to a place the place of Canaan and he explained him how things would be when he gets there and Abraham decided to take his nephew Lot with him. I find encouragement when I go to the ward and study the men and women who live before us and how they live their lives. I also look at how they serve the Lord in their time. And as I look at how they serve the Lord, I find hope for me and for you when I studied the scriptures and study these men and women. Paul reminded us in Romans chapter 15 verse 4, it says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Reading the scripture do give me hope. Many times I said, if these men made it, then you and I can make it also. As I do my research, I have found some solemn warnings about the dangers and pitfalls which confront us as believers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 and 12, the scripture says, Now all these things... Happen unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. In other words, when we go back to the scripture and we read the scripture, the Bible is telling us that God wrote these things there so that we can learn from them. In verse 12 it says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand, take heed lest he fall. Isn't it true that many times the very same thing that we say that we will not do, we find ourselves doing? So none of us is better than the other as children of God. As we look at the life of this man, Lot, and Lot is the man that we are going to be looking at, the scripture gives a sad picture of him. We see him as a man who was saved and referred to in scripture as a righteous man. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 6 to verse number 9, here's what it says. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example or example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just lot, Vex with the filter conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vex his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Verse 9. For the Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptation and to reserve the just unto the day of judgment to be punished. As I read this scripture, I noticed that the word of God refers to Lot as a just man. He said, and delivered just Lot. While Lot was living in Sodom, the scripture said, vex with the filter conversation of the wicked. And then the scripture gave him another wonderful name again. You know, it's wanting for somebody to tell you something. It is something else when the word of God says it. It says, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with the unlawful deeds. In the New Testament language, you and I must accept that Lot was a saved man. The Bible referred to him as a righteous man. He was a saved man. But as I studied the scripture and uh, look at the life of Lot down in Sodom, he became a worldly Christian whose soul was saved, but his life was useless to the Lord. And you know, many times I think of many folks who want to be saved, or even some who profess faith in Christ or some who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and want to hold on to the old lifestyle, the things of the world and not willing to give up the things of the world for the Lord. Now, as I said, he became a worldly Christian, his soul was saved, But his life was useless to the Lord. Now, this all took place. Why? Because he lived for self. He was in bondage to things. He became involved in the evils of the day. And we are going to follow him around and see how he lived his life. And the results that he received based on how he lived his life time has run out on us this morning so i would like for us to pick up tomorrow morning and look at he preferred to walk by sight and not by faith i trust that if you are a child of god you will remember something Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of ourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. If you are a child of God, God could have taken you home when he saved you, but he left you here for a purpose, and that is to serve him. And one of these days, when you and I get before him, he will reward us, for our service that we have rendered unto him here on planet earth. Please, make sure that your soul is safe, but make sure that your life is also counted for him. Our Father, we thank you so much for the word of God. We thank you for the privilege of being able to come and share the word with these, your people, and I trust this day, Lord, that your word would be accepted, and as it is accepted, Dear God, that we would apply the things that we have learned to our lives and help us to be all we can for you. Bless your people now. Keep them all safe, especially in these times. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you all. Do have a great day in the Lord.